In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We all have vivid memories of someone who's passed away that we were really close to, really loved. And of course there is, and rightfully so, sorrow. Sorrow for the loss that has happened for us. It could be a family member, it could be a really great friend. And with the relationship that is not there anymore because of the person passing on, of course we understand why there is sorrow. But there's also a deeper reason, a deeper reason for us all why we do have those rather strong emotions with someone who has passed away. And to this, this weekend's readings actually help to bring that about for us to understand how we are created. This beautiful gospel account we just read for today, this great miracle that our Lord performed in raising from the dead this 12-year-old girl, it shows, of course, the great magnitude and power of God. Last weekend, we heard the great miracle of the calming of the sea, pointing towards God's, Jesus Christ's, identity as God in the flesh. This weekend, we now see that this God is one who indeed wants to take care of us, who wants to heal us, and even has power over death itself. The Old Testament reading we had for this weekend, it's a fantastic reading, so short, but filled with so many good nuggets for us to take home and meditate on. It's from the Book of Wisdom. This is one of those seven books that's only found in the Catholic Bible. It's weird to say Catholic Bible because it was in the Bible for 1,500 years, then we had the Protestant Revolution, and the Protestants took it out, whereas it's just always been part of sacred scripture. But in this book that is the book of wisdom, like it sounds, filled with great wisdom, I highly recommend to read it. Please do so. The opening line for us for this reading should kind of be like a, a, a zing to the heart just because of the truth it impacts right away. It says, God did not make death, nor does he rejoice in the destruction of the living. For he fashioned all things that they might have being, and the creatures of the world are wholesome. Skip down a few lines. For God formed man to be imperishable. The reason when we lose someone that we were really close to, really loved, yes, the relationship piece, why we feel those, those great emotions of sorrow is because the relationship has changed, but also because we recognize something is wrong. And the, the piece that's wrong is that we were created to exist, to just have life and to keep on living. Death is something that is actually foreign to how God created us. Death, the reason it's around, is because it is the ultimate consequence of sin. The ultimate consequence of sin is death itself. And so when we see that loved one that is no longer with us, we see something that shouldn't be happening, that shouldn't be the case. And so as you go a little further into this same Old Testament reading, we get to figure out a little bit more of the why of sin and death is in the world. And of course, we got to think 
back to the beginning, literally the beginning, Genesis, Adam and Eve and the fall of man. For God formed man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature, he made him. Now this is the really key line. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who belong to his company experience it. As we hear from Genesis, we are made in the image and likeness of God. This line here reiterates some of that. The image of his own nature, God made us, you and me. Part of the reason why the devil tempted Adam and Eve, the first human beings on earth, was because he was envious that we were made in God's image and likeness. He himself, a fallen angel, one of the greatest angels before he fell and became the devil, is not made in the image and likeness of God. But we are. Every human being is made in the image and likeness of God. It's a stamp of God's eternity on us, a gift to us. And the devil doesn't have that, nor any of the angels, nor any of the demons. So he was so envious that this creature, the devil, was so envious of this creature, human beings, that he has so much more power than them, but they have a more likeness to God. So envious that he wanted to destroy that image and that likeness. So we know how the story goes in Genesis. The fall of man happened, consuming the fruit of the tree, Adam and Eve, that they were not supposed to consume. And you see, with sin, sin is constantly trying and does destroy that image and likeness of God more and more. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're a sinner, that's what happens. We destroy that image just a little bit more and more. But the beautiful thing for us is that our Lord Jesus Christ changed that. That is what this gospel text is pointing towards for us all. That he himself, God himself, has the power over death, which means he has the power to reverse the effects of sin, with death being the ultimate consequence of sin. We know with his amazing, powerful moment for us in salvation history, with his death and resurrection of the cross, we have the gates of heaven opened open, open up for us. The greatest hope that we can be there, which means eternal life. Eternal life has now been granted to us, whereas before it was just death. And so now, a far, hopefully far ahead, maybe, according to God's timeline, in the future, when the end of time comes, we will, if we have already passed away by then, be reunited with our bodies. And if we are in heaven, living eternal life, we will finally be reunited and be as we were intended to be from the beginning. Body and soul united, living, existing, without any death. To conclude this homily, the last line from the Old Testament reading, But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who belong to his company experience it. That last line, it's referring to eternal damnation. It's referring to hell, eternal death. It's great. There are two questions to just answer for yourself in your own mind's eye. Really deep questions, but they will change how you approach life as a whole.
Would you say that right now, you live your life, the sinner that you are, that we all are, you live your life in such a way that you're actually more in the company of the devil and the demons? Or rather, do you live your life in such a way, the sinner that you are, that we all are, that you are restraining to not fall into temptation, saying no to sin, so that you are even more so in the company of the Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, Mother Mary, Saint Joseph, and all the angels and saints. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.